Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. Straight into Vegas. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. Broadcasting live, 330 stations nationwide. And this is one of those shows, right? So you're a Vegas guy and you're thinking, all right, when is, when's the times you can take a vacation? Because if you're a professional batter, every day you take off, you're not getting paid. You don't get paid vacation as a batter. So usually there's those there, those couple of days. Maybe it's the uh, Friday of the NBA All-Star break weekend. Not the slowest. Not the slowest. I'll tell you what the slowest is. Okay. It's Wednesday. This, it's this coming Wednesday. Yeah. It's the day after the All-Star game. I hear from all the professional gamblers the last 20 years. There's nothing going on. It's the deadest day in sports. I'm going to take it easy. In fact, on my local station, you know, we have some shows that cover gambling. One of our buddies, Dave Koken. I've never seen that guy take off an extended period of time. I did a show with him for four years. He's taking this week off, the whole week off. Oh, he's getting older, too. You slow down when you get older, Steve. But you're right. You're right. We, are, that. we are touching. <laughs> he's 65, I'm 48. We are touching the times now yeah. uh, this week where you're thinking, okay, as a professional gamblers a batter you can take you know a day here or there but then as a radio guy you always think about well, what are you going to talk about in june what are you going to talk about in july and that's the beauty of it there's only especially with the nba now extended so much there's only a week or two yeah. that you got to kind of stretch for it and to me those weeks are especially fun because you can get out listen during football this october we're going to be talking the big games Every show, no doubt about it. So, if you want to tell some, you know, long story about your tragic upbringing in New Jersey or whatever, <laughs> probably not going to have time for it. A night like tonight, there's time for it. Showtime! Woo! So there was this time. I love Italian ice. 
<laughs> I'm kidding. We do have some freedom, though. And uh, in the next 30 minutes, we're going to get to World Series of Poker. We're also going to get to... What a, hand, what a hand. If you don't know this rule, when you play Vegas-style table games, you can't take the money back when you lose. Charles Oakley got in trouble. Well, listen, let's be candid, though. There is one guy that historically has been able to take the money back. He felt like a brain surgeon. Joe Pesci, remember in Casino? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he wins, he collected. When he, when, when he lost, he... Flicks cards <laughs> at guys and beats up Rickles with a phone. He says, I didn't bet it. <laughs> he drops them. Uh, the Vegas lead tonight, the Kawhi Circus is still going on. And it slowed down significantly until yesterday, early today, when rumors emerged and then betting markets reacted to Kawhi possibly going from the Spurs to the Toronto Raptors. This is a weird one. I'll tell you this. You could make the case that's almost like a warning shot from the Spurs saying, hey, we've got control right now. We've got one year left on the contract. Maybe you'd rather just stay here the one year. If the alternative, obviously Toronto, a winning situation last year, number one seed in the East, disappointed against LeBron, obviously too. But you got to wonder where, and, and and if it's not, is it is it vindictive? Is it almost like, hey, you don't want us? We're going to make it tough on you. Now, who's to say? It just seems like if Kawhi wants a winning wanted a winning situation, and that was all that mattered, San Antonio is a good place. If he's looking to go to the bright lights of L.A., is there any uh, NBA city, I was going to say in the country, in the continent, that is more diametrically or opposite the bright lights of L.A. than Toronto? Also a place I wonder how many players want to go there with the tax situation. I don't think people examine that enough. We were looking at it a lot during the, uh, the hockey free agent period, and... Guys lose 53% of their take because of federal and local taxes. That's pretty so, crazy. So 53 compared, let's say so you're... Compared to upper level here, maybe 37, and plus whatever state income tax is. Well, he's playing in San Antonio. Texas has no state income tax. Exactly. Wow. So I guess your philosophy of like sticking it to him for a year that, might work a, a little that's bit. That's another point, too. And, and that's something Colin talks about, I think, correctly so a lot, is this, uh, the Spurs, the Mavs. Have the advantage. Rockets. Florida has no state tax, and CP3's deal at one fifty nine seven is worth a lot more than one hundred and fifty four. Sorry to get all numbery here with LeBron in L A. But the fact you're recalling them off the top of your head is impressive. I talk frankly. about it a lot. Yeah, like you don't you don't know the points per game, but you know you know <laughs> to really the decimal don't. point how much money they're making. Apparently, I actually, do. well, I was all teed up because we got to get to LeBron being underpaid a little later this hour. Now, let me ask you this because yeah. it's been an ongoing saga. Who's to blame in this Spurs-Leonard situation? With another week of data, data points, storylines, has has your opinion of that tweaked at all? Nah, it's probably still 70% blame on the side of Kawhi. But nothing else happened this week. Yeah, no well, one talks. I mean, that's that's the thing. We're, it's all a guessing game. Like, even me saying 70% is kind of foolish because we almost never hear from Camp Kawhi. Are we hearing from the Spurs? Not really. But you know how it is. You I'll, know, I'll give you one gonna... thing that could happen. That, that uh, There was a rumor on the uh, beginning of the week was the Sixers were kicking the tires on trying to steal away R.C. Buford. Now that would be a sign. To me, that would be a sign that uh, Buford's looking for greener pastures. 
maybe Pop is going to step down and then it's complete rebuild. That was about it, though. No, I, I agree with that. Uh, though, if you're Buford, you're thinking, wait a minute, what, what has really made the Spurs special? One of the things has been continuity. As a Steelers fan, I appreciate that. Is even if a guy, listen, Chuck Noll, it's easy to point to four Super Bowls, and obviously you buy a massive amount of equity if you win four Super Bowls in six years, like Chuck Noll did. But if you go from 81 to when Chuck Noll retired, wasn't some very many good results, especially after what Steelers fans got used to. Who were the quarterbacks? Wow. Well, you got Cliff Stout and Mark Malone battling it out in the early 80s. Wow, that you can't forget Bobby Brister. <laughs> they had a little more success with Brister. Well, obviously, it's much all later relative. With Neil O'Donnell, but nothing, nothing like the 70s. Yeah, but it, it's all relative. But it, it, that, that to me, what growing up in, I was 10 in 1980, obviously 20 in 1990, those 80s were tough, one. But two, it was always fascinating that the backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. Was the most popular guy in town. Oh, yeah. You were chanting for him, <laughs> and then, and then four games in, you're chanting for the next guy, exactly right? the hero. <laughs> so here are the odds now on Kawhi Leonard landing places. You can bet these offshore. Toronto's the favorite now. The Lakers were the favorite a few weeks ago. Now Toronto's the favorite at plus one sixty. Spurs are plus one eighty. Celtics. So, th- so are think pl- about that. Yeah. We're talking thirty five percent or so. He stays. Celtics and Sixers. Are these teams are all ahead of the Lakers? They're both plus five fifty. The Lakers are six to one, and the Clippers are right behind the Lakers at eight to one. So you got to wonder. It's one of two things. One, just in the uh, the whispers of insiders of the NBA, it's like, hey, that's come and, and come and gone with the Lakers, or it's a situation where it feels like you would think. Magic might be looking to say, hey, we're not going to overpay for this, but if somehow, some way you get desperate, we're ready to go. I like, listen, in a weird way, there's the Magic Johnson quote that I think was so good where they asked him, are you nervous before LeBron signed? He goes, me? He goes, I'm Magic Johnson. You you know how many finals I've been in? And he just laughs. He goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I I think the guys who feel like they're always like think about day I always listen one of the most powerful if not the most powerful feelings most people have it's love it's you know until you have kids I think for most people that's going to be the most powerful you meet your partner or someone you love and you got super super strong feelings for them you ever see a guy that's I'm sure you have, Steve, and I'm not saying it's you necessarily, but a guy that just doesn't feel confident in it on a date, or maybe he's been dating this girl, but he's looking to take it to the next level, and he just feels out of sorts in that that night because he's going to ask her to go steady or get engaged or who knows what. Those guys are usually the ones where every move they make, they're kind of overanalyzing it, they're overthinking it, they feel like they're under scrutiny. I think there's a lot of GMs like that where, oh, did you get the right first round pick, the right second round pick, the right third? And I don't think you can make good decisions if you always feel like you're on trial. Magic's confidence, his pedigree, especially now he's landed LeBron. I mean, how how long does he have Magic? What kind of leeway before he can legitimately be 
critiqued. End of year two. So you're with saying LeBron. So you're saying literally almost twenty four months from now. I mean, that's a loaded question. Are some people going to well, critique I'm him? People, are, the, are the Embrace Debate shows going to? Yes, because that's a popular thing. They're going to call it a failure if LeBron goes out in the first round of the playoffs or doesn't reach the conference finals. If you're dealing with reality with this roster and the movement around the NBA or lack of movement, then yeah, I think he has all the way through year two. I think. What do you think? I, I think reasonably, I think that sounds right. Now, meaning he has a lot. Let's agree to the following. Magic Johnson has a lot of leeway at this point. Absolutely. He has a ton of equity in L.A. Which allowed, I mean, he did intrinsically, and now he's landed LeBron. To me, that lets him not rush here. Yep. And not rushing, I think, is the best thing the Lakers can do, especially because you sign a four-year, you get a guy that is borderline max, but you make him max, it's not only, hey, that difference in salary, it's who could you have signed the next year, you know, when there's a quite a good player, last name Davis, for the Pelicans. Not it's not gonna be too long. I mean, imagine LeBron and Anthony Davis. How much better that would be than LeBron and some other borderline, you know, borderline max guy. So in a weird way, I think Magic's patience here is his best attribute. So I got a question for you on the way back. Off of this Kawhi to Toronto rumor, this rent-a-player thing is kind of interesting, especially for markets like Toronto. It seems to have worked in Oklahoma City. Is this going to be the trend in the future? We'll get to that straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. RJ Bell across the way, Steve Cofield. So, Steve, you're a professional radio guy, decades of experience. <laughs> I'm catching on, right? Some might say I'm a natural talent. <laughs> I'm not saying that necessarily. You are a natural I, talent. My mom has said that. Some would say it. You are a natural talent. <laughs> my mom I'll said it. it for sure. Oh, did she? <laughs> but... There's radio teases, right? So the theory is you tell about something that's coming up in the future. Someone's driving. They're thinking about changing. I'm not getting out of this car. Exactly. Well, that's, that, that's that Howard Stern. They're the driveway. Yeah, like, I got to stay here. Him, I don't know if this is going to hold him in the driveway, but at some point this hour, I'm going to explain why I don't go to Brazilian steakhouses that have one specific... I would say uh, flaw in their business okay. model. You've got some convincing to do because I love those places. Well, obviously. Yes. <laughs> the round mound of uh, whatever. Uh, I was asking before the break, rent-a-player. Kawhi Leonard could be in that position now. It looks like the Lakers aren't going to ante up you know, a massive uh, bounty for the Spurs. Celtics and Sixers, they could do it, but they also don't have to give up the farm. Toronto's now in the mix. Toronto's a betting favorite offshore. Now, we just saw what OKC did. They got Paul George in a trade. They got him there for a season. He liked it. They convinced him, hey, you know what? Max Money here is damn good, and it's better than L.A. Should Toronto, based on what OKC did, get a rental player with the hope that, you know what? Maybe he stays around longer. Is this the wave of the future in the NBA for markets that aren't going to get big-time free agents? Even if the odds of him staying around after next year were small, the question is, what's the alternative? Meaning, would you rather... Let's say, I would make the case that Paul George staying in OKC was 25%. 
based on the jibber and jabbering after the trade last year. That feels about right. Agreed? Yes. Would Now, if you're the Lakers, are you going to trade for someone you think you have a 25% chance to retain after the net one year? No. You don't need to, though. Right? Beggars can't be choosers. This is simple stuff. And I think with Toronto, you might say, wait a minute. This is a team that was number one in the East. How are they beggars? How are they? Well, it seems like internally something. There's, they got to reshuffle the deck somehow. Well, they got a new coach. So they got Nick Nurse. They bumped up. Casey's gone. He's in Detroit. So they made that change. And uh, to me, sometimes, listen, if you look at like Oladipo, how much of that can we say is Russell Westbrook was just so hard to play with? Maybe. Or how much of it is, hey, Oladipo, and again, I'm speaking very hypothetically here, he lived next to a fast food place that had the best you know, deep fried fish, was eating a little bit too much. Or who knows if he had, and again, I don't even know if he's married, but had some crazy girlfriend that was causing him trouble. We just don't know in life why people perform in some spots and not in others. What we do know is if you're not performing, changing things, even if it's just random, <laughs> increases the chance that there's some variable that's dragging you down now. And I'm a big believer in that. You're in a job and you don't quite know why, but you don't feel like you're living up to your potential. Change. I'm not sure. You know, you might not even know what direction you want to go. But what you do know is what's working or what is going on now isn't working. What's going on now isn't working for Toronto. So I'm going to tell you why Toronto needs to do this. And they need to mortgage the future a bit. Because the Raptors are going to be in a teardown in two years. That's a guarantee. Virtual guarantee. Lowry Not and if DeRozan, they win a title. If they get Kawhi Leonard, right? But if they don't get him, Lowry and DeRozan essentially are done in the next two years. They make $60 million combined. So when you say done, you mean their contracts are up. Lowry's done in two. DeRozan's done in three. When Lowry's done, they're going to have to start thinking about things. Also, Serge Ibaka is on a high salary. He's done in two. But if anything, that's an advantage, right? Ibaka at this point is overpaid, right? Yes. So get his contract off the books. Yep. It's a good go, thing. Go for broke in the East now while the East is the Celtics and, and Sixers are still kind of developing. You know the Raptors. Well, I think I was just the Sixers at, for sure. I think Boston, if anything, this year they developed. Could could a Kawhi, DeRozan, Lowry led Raptors team win the East? Yes. Go for it. I think they can for sure. Yep. Yeah. How about this? The title odds now are sixty to one for the Raptors. Oh, square chair speculation bet. You we know. need a sounder for this. I love, <laughs> every week. I'm like, let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on a trade. And I'm going to put down money because it's good value. I think it's very important you said the word guess. Do you know how some people get premonitions? I'm one of them. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Cofield gets premonitions. <laughs> the value player, square chair, always looking for <laughs> the crazy guess down the road. I would, I would actually do this as the Raptors. I, I don't even. Do you think it's even 25% that they could keep Kawhi Leonard? Mm, no. Okay. No, because. Again, I, it's back to I want to understand what happened in San Antonio. Because if we find out somehow, some way, San, the Spurs organization did something that was truly offensive or truly worthy of Kawhi saying, I want out of here. Now, all of a sudden, you reevaluate Kawhi and say, hey, he's not as 
you know, temperamental or not as flighty or whatever. But if it ends up, hey, they did nothing. And it's to me, it's back to the idea of, and with Paul George with the Lakers, there was all this talk, oh, because what I said last week, week before, and I'm going to say again, metaphysically pounding my fist so you can't hear it, I think the Lakers with Magic and LeBron right now are the most attractive destination in the history of the NBA. That no, Let's say during the modern free agency era with all this movement, where would you tell me a place you'd want to go? You might say, well, what about Golden State? Well, one, do they have any money to spend? And two, going there to be the fifth wheel potentially. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to win a title, but if you're an elite player, do you really want to go to a place that, one, they can't pay you? Obviously not. Or two, if you win, you're not going to get any credit because they've been winning without you? At least when, whatever you want to say about Durant, and I didn't love the move, right? Especially to your competitor in that. I mean, imagine if, if Jordan would have went to the Pistons after he had been beat a few times. But all that said, we can debate that. I think it's a close call. But at least you can say Golden State didn't win the title the year before. So they, they brought in Durant and they won. Give them credit. Lakers, if you win with as LeBron's number two, you're going to get a ton of credit. Mm-hmm. And you're in the center of the NBA universe. And you're playing. You don't think the Lakers are the center of the NBA? Absolutely. No, I'm just wondering that the whole case you're building, and I've heard you build it in the past, how do you answer people when they're like, well, Paul George didn't want to go there? Which was my point. How do we know that? Well, I actually think... How do we know Magic didn't have second thoughts? I'm convinced that the Lakers backed off. That's what I think. Now, I'm not sure. Have you seen reporting on it? Nothing concrete. I just It just wouldn't make sense. First of all, why even offend? Why would you even offend Magic like that? And it could have been a situation... Listen, this is what we know. We can... Obviously, if you're on one side of the political spectrum, you hear fake news and you pump your fist... In a positive way, if you're on the other end, you're saying, oh, that's crap. But here's what I can tell you from personal experience. The news is going to, even if they're telling the truth, they're going to spin it in a way that serves their agenda. Now, usually the agenda for news is clicks and views and viewership. It's not political necessarily, but I'll give you an example. I'm looking at a website and it says, Magic Johnson sat an hour outside of LeBron's house. Did you see this? Absolutely. Now, when you read that headline, it was like, what, LeBron wasn't letting him in? You're thinking nine times in the finals against <laughs> three against Larry Bird, and LeBron's what, eating, eating uh, his dinner in there when Magic's out in the car? Well, then you read this story and you find out Magic was so... Hyped up to get going. He got there at 8 Pacific and you couldn't go until 9. The facts are, it's the same facts. He was outside for an hour. You can spin it a lot of different ways. I thought that headline was mighty deceiving, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. So to me, I I think that it's very possible that, that Paul George called Magic and said, listen, I've made this decision financially, whatever the reason, I'll come out out of respect, but, you know, do you want to waste the time? And who knows? But the idea that somehow, some way, Paul George 
offended, purposely disrespected the Lakers, it makes no sense. Not at all. And where the Lakers go from here is going to be interesting. They're not going to pay King's ransom for Kawhi Leonard. We're reading stories today. Jimmy Butler is going to be available. Jimmy Butler just turned down from the T-Wolves four years and 110. Four years and $110 million. Now, you know the cap a little better than me. Is that what, <laughs> was that 110 the most they could pay him? Yes. And, but the, the thought is, and I was reading some reports from T-Wolves beat reporters that Butler knows the cap's going up next year. There's more money available next year. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the guys, uh, maybe not LeBron, but a lot of the other guys are signing one plus ones and two year deals. But remember now, and this is, and, a- and here's the other thing. I don't think Jimmy Butler, I, that, the, the rumors have been going down for the last three weeks that, Jimmy Butler is not exactly enamored playing with this young group. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is one thing, but Wiggins sounds like he is a really unpredictable dude day to day in terms of effort, and he's driving them nuts. And at some point, you've got to say, and it really show. And again, let's give Colin Cowherd credit. Colin has talked a lot about in the NBA how uncertain drafts are, whereas you can have the. And it's sometimes with the number one, you've got those. But hey, think about uh, the year, the year that Durant got drafted. He went number two, Greg right? Oden, yep. and Oden was considered to be one of the sure, sure things of the last ten years. Cavaliers back to back years get Kyrie Irving and Anthony Bennett, and in the number but again, one spot. Bennett, Bennett was a flyer, right? I saw Just a bad pick. I yeah, yeah, I mean there was time there was mock drafts that had him going six or seven. But occasionally, you got a guy that feels like a borderline short thing. But hey, like we said, Odom would have been one of those people. Right. Um, and, and, and the fact that there's never a short thing. Once you have a guy that's two or three years in, and he's or four years in, and he's producing, 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 there's always injury risk, but there's just so much more certainty. So to me, it, it makes sense is if you look at Minnesota, in a way, it feels like a dream team. If you look at the pedigree, the number one and the pe- and the, the upside, if this were some old school, uh, when I was growing up, this is before, you know, there was Atari and stuff in the 80s, but there wasn't all the advanced computer games. You would have dice and it'd be like, okay, if you roll six, Larry Bird made the three. If you, you know, roll one, he turns the ball <laughs> over. Right, you play games like that, right? Sure, baseball stratomatic. And- and to me, that kind of setup, the T-Wolves look like one of the best teams in the league. But when you combine the reality day-to-day, the way they work together as a team, something's not right. So on the way back, I want to hear what your beef is with Brazilian steakhouses, pun intended. But and first, it, and, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite intense. <laughs> first, Ralph Irvin with the latest. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And we start with Major League Baseball, where Max Muncy hit a home run at three RBI. As the Dodgers were 3-2 winners over the Angels, L.A. stays atop the NL West by a half game over Arizona, who was a 2-1 winner at Atlanta. The Braves, by the way, now trail Philadelphia by a game and a half in the National League East. That's because the Phillies were 2-0 shutout winners at Miami. The Cubs survived in San Diego. In fact, they thrived, winning 5-4 in 10 innings. Their win, coupled with Pittsburgh's 7-3 or 7-3 win over Milwaukee puts the Cubs and Brewers atop the NL Central. In the American League, Houston, a 3-0 shutout of Detroit, while Seattle falls at Colorado 10-7. The Astros now four games up on the Mariners. Toronto ends Boston's 10-game win streak with a 13-7 win. 
But the Red Sox still three and a half games up on the Yankees as New York falls to Cleveland 6-5. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And gentlemen, Saturday's Wimbledon's ladies final. Serena Williams is a 1-2 favorite over Angelique Kerber. And the World Cup third place match will be Saturday as well. Belgium currently around even money. England almost 2-1. to one. The Red Devils, of course, 1-0 winners earlier in this tournament over the three Lions. Now back to you where you can talk about beef and Brazilian steakhouses. All right, Ralph. We appreciate it. <laughs> the old lady of tennis, Serena Williams back. Back in the finals. Amazing. She was the 25th seed. How about this for seeding at these tennis tournaments? She was the 25th seed at Wimbledon. She was the betting favorite of 5-1 to one before the tournament. Because she hadn't played, so by the points and everything. By the rankings. You know, I was always a Steffi Graf fan, you know, because Agassi, obviously a Vegas guy. He's done an amazing job in town charter schools and really Vegas, a town that up until a year ago, I would say by far the most transient People come, people go, not a real sense of community more than any time I could even imagine in the United States. But, you know, it's been over a year now, but that shooting and the whole Vegas Strong thing with it, and then the Golden Knights, I've seen more community in Vegas in the last year than probably my 19 prior years in town combined. So to me, that's a wonderful thing. It makes me very optimistic for the Raiders. And tomorrow night we'll be talking about the Vegas wise guys actually have a very strong opinion about the Raiders. And uh, we're on 10 o'clock Pacific to midnight, two hours tomorrow night. But to, to me, Agassi was one of the guys that did have a sense of community in town. And I'm not saying the past tense, because now there's just more of those people that have it, I think. And Graf being his partner, I always appreciated her. And, in the idea of Agassi saying, you know, look at my titles, look at Sampras's titles. I think Graf had 19. But you look at Williams. I mean, this is, it's an interesting question. If you say, what is the distance between one and two in a sport? So to me, it's Michael and LeBron. And it's the order of that to me isn't a doubt. That's me now. But boy, it's not that much distance. Right? Who's the best golfer of all time? I think it's Nicholas because of longevity, but then there's Tiger. Is there that much distance? Go down the list. Baseball, we're not even sure who's the best of all time in a lot of sports. Is with Serena, two, like most people think Graf was the best before. <laughs> what kind of distance is that? It's a, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a lot of distance. It's a longevity thing, too. Serena's 37. And in September, and the, I would say the other great player I would consider who who actually the gap between her and the rest of the field because she just got just ridiculously yoked and jacked. I don't know what was going on in the eighties, but anyway, Martina was she was she. Well, I think we, I think we know what was going on. Trying to be subtle about it, she was <laughs> killing Chris Everett. It, it it was pathetic. But I th- I think Serena, well, I think now Serena would just mop up at the floor with freaking Martina. Oh, for sure. But but again, it's like it's just like looking back and the old Jack Lambert was the Steelers middle linebacker, won four Super Bowls yeah. and was two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yep. I, I mean things have changed. You've got Serena Williams out there at five ten and probably hundred and seventy pounds and just freaking all yoked up and superpower. And I do actually uh year, it's been about ten years 
they brought us in. There was a celebrity race. Can't even remember who put it on, but it was a big name. And they had Robin Quivers was there. Uh, Martina was there. Right. And they brought me in. It was kind of a fun promotional thing to make odds on the race. So I okay. was interviewing them and stuff. And it, it's so funny because you, you, I mean, Martina was, was and is not like tall. I mean, like I'm five, you know, 11 or so, a little less. And like she, I, I can't, I'm just going by memory, five, 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 six. So that, that idea of the Chris Everett that you mentioned, it was just an example of the game changing. Everett was the prior generation, even though the years in age weren't that much difference. It was like she was just a different style player that Everett couldn't deal with for the most part. But then soon enough, the next style came. But when you forget all the talking and say, just give me the titles, you look at what Serena is doing, especially in a sport that historically. Women don't play this long. That's I mean, why Martina was amazing. I tell you this, historically, the, the women seem to have started trending down at 26, Tracy 27. Was, she was, I mean, a lot of them. You know what? And Serena and Venus started early. Remember, her father kind of pushed them back a little bit and held them back a couple of years. But, I mean, Tracy Austin was done when she was like 26. Straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell, Steve Cofield. Steve, I think we've uh, <laughs> teased it enough. we got to talk. I wanted to do more 80s women tennis. we got to talk the steakhouse. I now, listen. To, I do have to tell people real quick. Straight out of Vegas <laughs> brought to you by Granger. Products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So you are the master of the all-you-can-eat. Sushi, the buffet, <laughs> Vegas has it going on. So I asked you during a break, I'm like, Brazilian barbecue, the Brazilian steakhouses. You guys are going to a buffet, mid-level buffet tomorrow night. Yes. Like, go to the Brazilian steakhouse. What are you doing? So he's in studio with us uh, on the pregame.com forum, Sleepy J. And he. we actually are moving a little tease weeks ahead here for the audience. We're moving our video studio to a new spot. We'll be moving our radio studio to the same spot. And we're going to be taping every second of every podcast, every second of our Straight Out of Vegas radio show. Sometimes we're looking to stream stuff live. We're also going to be clipping up the best stuff. Should be, uh, I think, uh, a lot of good content being generated from that. But when we moved from our prior studio, Sleepy just was killing it. And, I mean, hours and hours of work. And we're sending, bringing them to the buffet as a celebration before the show tomorrow night, I'll say this. You can celebrate without overspending, right? We don't want to just symbolically overspend. So we're going to the Sunset Station. I've got a little history at the Sunset Station, though. And the following well, that's not way. good. I've, I've told stories like that, too. I've got a history at this casino. Uh-oh, what'd you do? Well, no. But not it, that kind of history? This, for those that want to understand about value, this will be, I think, instructive. And it segues <laughs> into the Brazilian Steakhouse. So I, I've always been the type that enjoyed, um, I think, you know, I've been married 10 years now, but back in the day, we'll say, I liked uh, girls that were, let's say, passionate. Right? I'm not talking about sex or whatever. I'm talking about just love and life. And sometimes they were younger. I can't lie. Didn't mean I was exclusively younger, but sometimes. So when I was like maybe 28, I was dating a girl. She was about 20. Wow. And the first date we went on, now her family had a lot of money, right? And I was, you know, just came to Vegas. I was kind of struggling a little bit, trying to, you know, play 612, limit hold them at the Mirage. And I took her to the Sunset Station. But I had a two-for-one buffet coupon. You took her to the buffet? Yeah. Well, yeah, where are we going to go? The steakhouse? 
So, <laughs> There's a nice Mexican restaurant in there. I, I don't Good know. fish joint. But anyway, right to the I like no, how go. dumb would it have been to pull out my bankroll and say, all right, give me two buffets or, hey, here's half as much and here's a little coupon that's going to expire in a week, right? You think she'd look and say, wow, he he's economical, right? There's more money to buy me something else down the road. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. We had a good time. A few weeks went. Bye. It was a summer romance. She went back to school. We were talking on the phone a little bit, but you know, I let's just say if it, it petered out. But a month later, I get a call, old school answer machine. It's been a little while. And she's, you know, drunk. And she's like, blah, 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 you know, cursing me out, you know, blah, blah, blah. And finally, last thing she says, and one last thing, you can take that two for one Sunset Station buffet and yeah. shove it, <laughs> keep on shove it up your. So I guess in a weird way, I filter through because anyone that doesn't appreciate the value this is who I am. of a two for one, we're just not going to get along. This is who now, I am. here's where the steakhouses come in. What's it? I mean, there's different brands. Let's not necessarily talk about them, but they're all pretty much the same. It's like 40, 50 bucks a crack, right? Now, listen, you're getting a lot of meat. It's all you can eat. I'm not complaining. Don't touch the salad or the bread. You're being ridiculous. (laughs) But there's one in particular. We went, had a good time. I'm thinking there's four of us. I was actually paying the bill. See, there's two sides of the story. Maybe with some of the savings from the two-for-one buffet. Who knows? 45 apiece. You're at 180. Exactly. Drinks, maybe 190. 185. You look... And everyone had had, like, let's say four or five. Listen, if you're drinking or eating a lot of meat, you're going to have your share of soda. Who are we kidding? Sure. Joey right. Chestnut, right? Well, uh, not soda water, but you got to, you got to, well, got to yeah. hydrate when you're eating. Wash but, it through. But, but the meat makes you logy, so you need the caffeine. <laughs> and I look, and there's like literally 16 line items for $3.95 each. Oh. For each of the sodas. Every time? Every time. Now think about this a second. You're paying forty five dollars for the food, and they're going to charge you. And they bring those little eight ounce bottles out, and they're going to charge you four bucks a crack. Well, let me tell you something. I've never been back, and I feel like I'm punishing myself. <laughs> you are, but it's a principle. All right, I might have to take you. That'll be a big well, treat. Listen, you'll roll it, up ten sodas if you pay. <laughs> you I, I'm there. No, and if anything, I'm going to drink to my heart's content. So RJ's lessons in how to save money. I can tell you how not to try to save money. Don't do what Charles Oakley did. He tried to. It's essentially cheating at blackjack. He got arrested. We'll tell you that story. That's up next. Straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas, brought to you by Lowe's. For pro customers at Lowe's, save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% on all purchases in-store or online, subject to credit approval, U.S. only. Steve Cofield, R.J. Bell. We were just talking about value plays, right? Buffets, all you can eat in Vegas. Uh, Definite no-no. I want to ask you if you've ever seen someone do this. Charles Oakley is accused, and he was arrested for it, at the Cosmopolitan of pulling back money when he was playing blackjack, pulling a $100 chip back when he had lost a hand. I would never do that. And maybe it's because I've seen so many casino movies where I've seen people's heads in a vice. I would <laughs> never do that. Have you ever seen someone try to do that? Or or the opposite, uh, stack moron? Listen, 
if you read, and there's some good books out there about it, the casino cheats, it really is one of the areas that there's been so much energy spent because there's a lot of people, they're smart, that quite frankly don't want to have a straight job. And because of that, they do whatever they can to try to avoid having to work. And oftentimes being able to cheat the casino is one way to do that. Yes, but do you not also hold a day job, paying job, a, a square job? Some people don't have a square job, but these casinos are just as good at catching it. So a guy like Oakley's not trying to be some sophisticated cheat. He's a guy that spent his whole life being bold. You know, it's kind of weird. I respect the guy that's going to say, oh, you think I, you think I lost? Well, <laughs> I I'm respect gonna, the guy. Yeah, I okay. mean, it, like in a way that 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 it, you know, there's a great movie, The Gambler, which is uh, now we there's the Mark Wahlberg version, which I thought was pretty good, but the original from I think '74 has Jimmy Kahn in it. But that movie is based on a book by Dostoevsky called The Gambler, the Russian novelist, and in that book, the premise is. You know that you're negative EV. You know that you're going to lose long-term gambling. But a gambler's willingness to stare at that truth and say, I don't care. I'm going to will myself to win against all the odds. There's a certain appeal to gambling that it is a losing proposition for most, but it won't be for me. A guy like Oakley that says, he's pro- we probably know his name because he's been the kind of guy to say, oh, you think I just lost... I'm taking my hunter back. What are you going to do? Now, in Vegas, they're going to do something, okay? Yeah. But in most places in Oakley's life, he's benefited from that boldness. I guess. He got in trouble at the Aria a few years ago and actually got roughed up, he claimed, by multiple security guards. So he's been in trouble here before. And, and we saw him taken out by and- Dolan's hoodlums, his thugs at the garden. So I guess he, he likes tumult. And the reality is he's still here and he's still a millionaire. Poker, I just want your poker take on this. World Series of Poker, we're down to the Final Four now, right? The whittling down to nine at the table the other night had some crazy ace-ace, king-king, king-king set. And we'll talk about this more tomorrow night, but I think it wasn't a bad call on the Kings, and which lost, but I think if they would have thought about the marketing value of making the final table, it probably was bad. A lot more on that tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Pacific on Saturday. Jonas Knox on the way. Straight out of Vegas! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. 
And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.